Wesley, how are we this fine West Day? I'm doing excellent today, Brian. It's actually been a, a very exciting day as the things that the hundreds and thousands of things that I ordered last week are finally starting to roll in here. And uh, we've got new toys. It's pretty cool. Ooh, ooh, anything you can talk about? I love new toys. Uh, most of which I can't talk about. I did, however, get a replacement for my long since dead uh, HP Reverb G2, which I'm pretty excited about. I haven't even cracked the box on it yet. Nice. Uh, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. Wes, how how uh, how much do you think we and our society are victims of advertising? Uh, do you, do you think advertising has any effect on you? Like when you like what you watch commercial and you're like, wow, this car commercial must have cost a fortune to make, and then a fortune to air, and then it's like plastered everywhere, and they spend millions of dollars on the ad campaign. Like, do you do you, do you ever go, man, next time I buy a car, uh, I'm I'm going to think of Toyota or Hyundai or whatever, like, or or is it, it have zero impact on you? We're all victims to to various extents, and I I kind of feel like as I became an adult and became aware of how this whole brainwashing scheme worked on television, uh, I became less susceptible to it. But um, over the last few years, you know, the things that I watch, YouTube, you know, online streaming services have become more like television was. Only now the ads are targeted at me because they know what I'm looking at. So (laughs) I feel like... To some extent, I might be even uh, like more influenced by it now than I was even back then. But uh, I like to think that I'm a pretty uh, free thinker. So I'm going to say no, but All right. probably so. I, I want to do a little test. This is a longer intro than normal. And if you've never seen the show before, this is just how shit goes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to read off a few slogans from advertising throughout the years. And I want and I want to see if you know what the product is. Sound good? Absolutely. Sounds like, uh, sounds like fun. All right. Here we go. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Nice. Uh, the snack that smiles back. Oh, I've heard this one. Um, the snack. Uh, I, I, I'm familiar with the slogan. I can't place the product. I'm proud it's, of me. It's goldfish. Goldfish, of course. Of course. I never got into the goldfish, but I fed them to my children you know, relentlessly for years. Exclusively, even. That was it? Sometimes. That's the only thing you fed them? Is that what exclusively means? Well, yeah. Yeah, they, they lived on goldfish <laughs> and uh, Capri Suns. Nice. nice. That sounds like a great childhood. Think outside the bun. Think outside the bun. Um, Subway? Uh, so close. I think that's what that's I would have thought of, too. It's Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Run for the border. That's what I think of when I think Taco Bell. For sure. Yeah. Some, I Yo mean, Yo Taco Bell. So, so many of these have had like really successful campaigns. Um, okay. Hopefully this is an easy one, but I could see where it could go wrong. Bet you can't eat just one. Oh, that's, um, is that Pringles? Nah, see, that's uh, what I thought too. Pringles would be perfect. You're on the right track though. Potato chips. One more guess. Um, Lay's? I don't know. Yep, it's Lay's. Lay's, okay. But yeah, uh, with uh, Pringles, it was once you pop, mm-hmm. you can't stop. That's right. All right. Uh, and then this one, not not our demographic. Well, I mean, you and me demographic. Hopefully some people, some of the cats. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's... Maybelline. Hells yeah. All right. That was I used a... to watch a lot of uh, soap operas when I was a younger man, Brian. So I've seen plenty of Maybelline. I never watched soap operas as a younger man. Only when I got older. 
<laughs> and uh, well, just out of curiosity, yeah. which which ones do you watch? Uh, I only watched one uh, because because my ex was obsessed with One Life to Live, and it was uh, ABC. And, I, don't, right. I don't know, man. I watched it for an entire summer, and nothing happened. Like we we progressed one hour over the course of of these characters' lives over the course of three months, <laughs> and eventually I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I cannot do this anymore. Ooh, Sinev in the chat says, "You are not ready." That is that is one of my favorite slogans of all time. Obviously, you know what that is. You are not uh, with the with the lowercase e or the capital e that was red. You are not red e. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on that one. PlayStation One. Good stuff. That was a long time ago, bro. Hey, <laughs> lots uh, of drugs since. Absolutely, six goddamn minutes into the show, Wes. Uh, we still haven't even gotten off the title screen, uh, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna make this even longer. Uh, just uh, we want to give everybody a, an update on Movember. Thanks to our good friend Serial Killer, the Game Cat, uh, and uh, and I just want to thank everybody for all their participation, uh, helping to support men's health uh, and suicide prevention. Um, so let's check out this video and see how we did, and also. A couple new winners of the last few prizes. Let's check this out. Hey, everybody. Serial Killer the Game Cat. I want to bring you a final announcement as we wrap up this year's 2022 Game Cats Movember Foundation fundraiser. Uh, it was amazing, and without their support, we could not have done it. Together, we raised $1,507. Thank you so much for all of your help. Everybody who donated money, everybody who posted stuff online, anyone who exercised, thank you. Uh, it was a huge, a huge accomplishment, and I am forever grateful. You're going to help a lot of men and their families to live better lives, live longer, live healthier. So we appreciate it, and I appreciate it. Now, we gave away some prizes already. Some cats got games i know wes won the pistol whip hoodie and we have some other prizes to give away so our first prize is a 25 dollars playstation gift card courtesy of me and the winner for that is touch the clouds game cat congratulations and thanks to our friends at vr kiwi we have three replica backpacks from cave digger to give away our first one goes to Warren Black. Congratulations. The second backpack goes to Jay Meow. Good job. And the third and final backpack goes to Green Captain. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone who else who pitched in and didn't win. Your support is still amazing. And we want to make sure that you know how important you are. Next year, we're going to bring some more charitable campaigns. I know Brian has mentioned this. Uh, so look forward in 2023. PSVR2 is coming. Some different fundraisers. If you have any ideas, hit me up on Discord. Let me know what you think, what you want to, what you want to raise money for, and we'll go with it. So thank you all again so much. Have a great rest of the year and take care. Later, cats. Meow.
This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday. West Day and Two Wise Friday right here, 6 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. We do it live on YouTube for your viewing pleasure. And then our good friend Jamie uploads this on podcast services of your choice. That's right, for your oral pleasure. Uh, shout out to the cats who tweeted at me today um, saying that we were their number one podcast that they listened to uh, all year long, which was fucking crazy. The number of hours some people spent, number of minutes, number of episodes that people watched and listened to, uh, absolutely in incredible uh thank you everybody for your support uh it's just going to be more and more amazing as we move into 2023 with psvr2 my name is brian popnishian right here psvr without parole and to my right or to your right i guess this is also my right if you can believe it it's west dylan from virtual strangers what's up brian what's up game cats brian i'm excited bro it is the 30th of november which means december is at hand which means 2023 is at hand we're almost there man mere minutes away <laughs> minutes away yeah seconds even right <laughs> it's crazy I, I don't know if you guys uh seen miles's stream today over on uh on miles's channel obviously a good place for it um but he's got this brand new setup and everything and uh and people kind of gave me shit about like how crappy my camera is and and uh how bad stuff on without parole looks whenever i turn on the camera so i turned up the lights for you guys uh which is is kind of blinding i apologize for the just washed out uh fate that this is this is this is what my skin looks like it's very very pale um but it reflects back on you uh i got guilted into turning on the lights west is basically what happened i got guilted into it yeah yeah you're gonna regret it by the time we hit that one hour mark and start into the second hour as we typically do and all of a sudden you start to get a headache that's why i keep my lights low it's because it hurts my eyes bro <laughs> yeah no dude I'm, I'm a vampire i think we've uh i think we're all very aware of that. Miles is in the chat. It says you look beautiful, uh, Brian. I mean, I don't. I don't have the fancy lights, and I don't have the high high def stuff going on. But uh, probably for the best. Probably for the best. You don't need to see what this all looks like in 4K. Uh, real quick, we got a we got a tip uh, from before the show even started from Dark Angel Three with six dollars and fifty cents. Says West Day has become so ingrained in my head that I actually had trouble properly spelling <laughs> Wednesday last night. Thank you. <laughs> Making our mark, Brian. We're leaving. We're, we're making a difference. Agreed. Uh, speaking of making your mark, Wes, what's uh, what's going on over there uh, in the land of virtual strangers? If you guys don't know, make sure you click the link in the description below and uh, and subscribe to Wes and his friends who cover all sorts of PC VR, uh, PSVR two, PSVR Quest, all VR. Basically, is what we're trying to say uh, on his channel. What is going on over there, man? Talk to me. Well. It is exciting times as we approach the end of the year. We are on a restricted schedule. Uh, our, our regular twice a week, three times, sometimes three times schedule has been interrupted as we prepare for the 2022 show, which is our celebration celebration of the wonderful. <laughs> Let's we'll just jump right back into it. We are live again. Uh, talk to me. What's going on over there in Virtual Strangers? <laughs> My bad. I don't know if I should share it. I don't think the uh, the powers that be at uh, YouTube headquarters want me to talk about the 2022 show. Anyway, as I was saying before, we were so rudely interrupted. Um, we're preparing for our end of the year blowout right now, and and our that interrupts our schedule. I don't have time to uh, to prepare for this. You know, last year it was 14 plus hours. It's not going to be 14 hours again this year, um, but it's a lot of work. So. We're not doing our regularly scheduled programming. With that said, what that means is, is when we do go live, mm -hmm. as we will be doing later tonight, 
we're, we've got bangers. We've got bangers uh, scheduled. We're going to do an awesome show tonight. We've got awesome stuff prepared for next Wednesday, and that will be, probably be our last regular show of the year. Um, with that said, I've got extra content lined up, uh, pre-recorded editing stuff. I hate editing, but we're going to do it. Um, anyway, tonight uh, we're going to be giving first impressions of the Oculus Quest version of The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Yes, Tiffany, I know the embargo is up tomorrow. Uh, we're not doing a full review. We're allowed to give impressions. Tiff and that's doesn't what we're care. Do. Tiff doesn't care. I know. Tiff doesn't. is like, talk I about the chainsaw. Does. Who the fuck? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about the two-handed chainsaw tonight. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's no such thing. Um, we're also going to uh, do a real-time review tonight, which is you know, our hybrid podcast slash live stream segment. And we're going to take a look at Half-Life Alex levitation which just released a couple of days ago and uh yeah so we've got a hot episode lined up tonight next week we're going to be talking about hubris we just got those uh yesterday i think so uh lots of good stuff going on to be honest brian i would already be done with regular episodes if we didn't have such a hot release schedule in december so you know we got to play these games we got to talk about them we have no choice yeah you think this half-life alex stuff is going to be included in the definitive version for the psvr2 i don't know because it's part of the steam workshop yeah and uh, it's all user created stuff so i don't know how that would work with sony and on their platform you know we're hopeful that in the next generation sometimes sony starts to uh embrace the kind of modding type stuff that pc has going on with it you know the the official sanctioned stuff like the steam workshop stuff but uh, we don't know we have no word on that and uh, I'll just be happy with the base co- campaign, uh, upgraded of course for the uh, the new hardware. Of course, of course. So just yeah, yeah, just be happy to get a confirmation of Alex at all on PSVR two, uh, amid hundreds, nay thousands of rumors. All we care about is one thing, and that is actual confirmation. Hey, uh, Wes, uh, I think uh, I think we should. Oh, crap. Damn it. I got this all backwards. Uh, Professor Lilith in the chat with the $5 tip says, Hi, GameCats. Hey, Lilith. Says, uh, the Sunday multiplayer surveys posted in Discord. Vote for Battlezone, To the Top, or Honor and Duty. Uh, guys, if you don't know what Professor Lilith is talking about, well, here's what's going on uh, over on our Discord. Uh, we put together a, uh, a weekly courtesy of professor lilith a weekly multiplayer meetup for all the cats and so there's a lot of games probably sitting in your backlog that you haven't gotten a chance to play uh either maybe you've played a single player and maybe you've jumped into multiplayer and found that there's no one on the servers no one's playing because that's kind of what happens with psvr games uh and i think a lot of vr games really just is not a huge player base so this is your chance to get uh get in on some of those games and finally see what it's like to play those games multiplayer with full lobbies uh so every Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Professor Lilith puts this together, and you get to choose the three games. Uh, all sound pretty good. Wes, do you have an opinion? Which one you're, uh, you'd vote for, Battlezone, To the Top, or Honor and Duty? I absolutely have an opinion, Brian. I'll let my shirt speak for itself. <laughs> oh, I'm fading out. Oh, your poor green my screen. Par- my, par- my parents must need to kiss at the enchantment under the sea dance. <laughs> Anyway, to the top. It's one of the uh, it's one of the most it's one of the best games in VR. It's still uh, great even today, and uh, I feel like it's a little underrated to be honest. In twenty twenty two, to the top's awesome. Even though the multiplayer functionality is uh, suspect, it's it's difficult 
to connect with people and 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 uh and get a match going but once you get in there it's a lot of fun yeah I, I don't think the chat is giving you enough credit for your Back to the Future joke. I think that was maybe the, the best thing I've heard all week. Uh, man, I got to go. Oh, wait a minute. I got to mark the punchline. Mitch Hedberg punchline indicator. Love it. Uh, thank you, Professor Loth. Uh, so make sure you guys check it out. Um, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Join the Discord. Click the link in the description. Get in on this shit. It's always a lot of fun. Ah. Uh, Another reason to join Discord is because you can leave your viewer takeover questions in the viewer takeover channel, and that way we might read some of your questions on this show. Uh, starting with Planet, who left this comment yesterday in the viewer takeover channel, and writes, hashtag viewer takeover, like a pro. Do you agree they held back the launch price of Switchback VR and didn't give us a 10% launch discount only because you, he's calling me out, only because you hyped up the game too much, basically declaring it quintessential. Uh, I, I hope everyone. I, I know. I know that Planet's joking. Hopefully, everyone is aware that we have zero impact on what happens over at Sony. Uh, for the most part, I don't think they know we exist, other than when we're thorn in their side and leak things like the launch window and specs and shit like that. Um, other than that, I don't think they really give a fuck what we're doing. Uh, what do you, this brings up an interesting question, though, Wes. Uh, the price of Switchback Sirens on my end just got revealed on the PlayStation Store. It is indeed a launch title, as we already knew, but unlike what we already knew, it is twice as much as Russia Blood. Uh, Russia Blood launched at $20, and Switchback will be releasing at $40, $39.99. Uh, first thoughts on this, Wes? Not shocked. Um, first of all, let's talk about that Russia Blood price. We're talking about... A game that's still regarded as one of the very best in the PSVR catalog was in our top 10 when we did our, our most recent top 50 list. Um, 20 bucks is, I mean, I, I get it's kind of short if you're a, a wizard at it and run straight through it the first time, which I didn't do. It took, took some practice. Mm -hmm. um, 20 bucks is, is kind of a really good price for that game, in my opinion. Am I wrong? Especially at launch. I mean, of course not now, but at launch, it's kind of a, a deal, right? Yeah, I, it was an amazing deal. Actually, I I, I kind of had a preconceived notion getting it for twenty bucks. I was like, ah, this is gonna be a throwaway, you know, title just cashing in on the on the until dawn name. Uh, and I was completely wrong about that. Very happy to be wrong. I thought twenty dollars was actually too, like, not that we ever want to spend more money than we have to, or, or tell developers raise your price. This is ridiculous. But uh, I felt like I got a great deal. I felt like Russia Blood should have been could have easily been thirty dollars. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit for uh, super massive games on PSVR. Yeah. Then came the Impatient. Do you remember what the Impatient launched for? Well, only because we just had a discussion about it on Monday's episode. Uh, I thought it launched at thirty, but it launched at forty. Ah, insanity! Forty dollars for a two-hour game. Yes, with replayability and six different endings. But come on, forty dollars was crazy for that. I agree with that, and they got raked over the coals. That game got unfairly. Uh, negative reviews based on everyone's outrage at the price. I feel like the game was better. I mean, it's it's not game of the year or anything, but it was a decent game. It was worth my time. I enjoyed playing through it uh, once. I didn't, I didn't do twice, but once was fine. Uh, but but I got to think that Supermassive Games took a lesson from that shellacking they got launching that game at 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. And from that, I draw confidence here. I think that they're pricing this at $40. One, because these are $20, $22. They're not 
2017 dollars or whatever but two i I think they're bringing it here man i I, obviously i'm not i'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a 20-hour campaign or anything but i think we'll get more than three hours out of it three and a half like we did uh, with the russia blood campaign so yeah i draw confidence from that price tag and i think it's an indicator i think this is something people should get used to because we've had it way too good for way too long in the VR space. This is a brand new platform. It's a brand new store. And I don't see developers making the same mistake twice. Mistake from their point of view in underselling their games. There's a there's a crowd now that, that's here to buy VR games. And I think that they're going to more appropriately price them this time instead of giving them away like they often did in the first generation. I... I agree with you that developers should absolutely get uh, a fair price for for the games that they're selling. What I what I disagree with is I, I feel like there was always somewhat of a PSVR tax. I always felt like uh, that that games we sort of saw a change during that generation, and I, and I don't know if this was just because of the years that were passing, or it was changing gaming in general, and I just happened to be focused on PlayStation VR or what the deal was. But their twenty dollar games. Over the course of the PSVR, uh, the course of the PS4 lifespan and the P, uh, and by nature the PSVR lifespan alongside it, twenty dollars games became a much different thing. Twenty dollars, like generally, uh, twenty dollars games in the PS3 generation were like it could very well be like full length games that would just happen to be made by small teams. Uh, they were they were very frequently bigger games, uh, and then as we get through the PS4 generation, the the, the twenty dollars games seemed like they were was shrinking exponentially uh, and we were getting like much less for our dollars. Uh, there's obviously tons of exceptions to that rule. Um, but I, I just, I just felt like there was a, it always felt like there was a PSVR tax and that we were getting paying a little bit more for something that would have been like, you know, $30 for something that would have been $20 on a flat screen. Uh, and I guess when you're selling to a smaller audience, you got to kind of make the money where you can. Right. Right. And I think that for so many of us who are still around, uh, we're still kind of locked in that $20 mindset. It's an interesting position that we're in psychologically now because I feel like people are willing to accept $50 and $60 games because they know that those are going to be AAA bangers. And I feel like they expect everything else to be like $25 or less. And once you get up into like $30 or $40, people are a lot less willing to accept that. I, I feel like the, the, the way everyone's mindset is right now, there's no room for middle ground. Either you're an indie game and you're a $25, $30 game, or you're a banger and you're $60. And I think that when a game hits 40 like Switchback, people expect it to be a $60 game, and I don't think that's very fair. Yeah, agreed. I, I think that I think that we need to explore the scale a little bit more. Um, when, when AAA is now... Seventy dollars uh, in, in on PlayStation. Uh, yeah, I mean, for forty dollars, I think says something very specific about your game, and, and I think it sets expectations. Um, this is. I'm curious. I will say that I, I, I feel like this is uh, being a launch title. This is going to, uh, this is going to tell us something about what we should expect for our money potentially on PSVR two. I, I think that there's this wasn't. They didn't just pull this price tag out of a hat, right? This is this is what this was thought out. This was carefully planned, and uh, and and I and I hope I hope that for our forty dollars, we're going to get a lot more content. That we're going to get a lot more different modes uh, to play, uh, and, and who knows what else. Uh, obviously, it's going to take advantage of the technology quite a bit more because 
we'll be, this is, as far as we know so far, is exclusive to PlayStation VR 2. So we should be feeling those adaptive triggers and haptics in the headset uh, and all of that. And, uh, and obviously, the big selling point for me, dude, I can't wait to face enemies like the mannequins that only move when you blink, right? I can't imagine, I don't, I can't imagine that takes like, you know, tons of extra development cost, but it being something that's unique to PlayStation VR 2 uh, could certainly be this game that, that really starts selling people on the hardware if they weren't already convinced. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting because typically when you talk to price people, and especially with VR games, people always go straight to how long is the game. Right. And I, I like to point out that it's not a one-to-one comparison to flat games. It's kind of apples and oranges. And I don't know what that means from a development standpoint. I'm going to not going to sit here and tell you it takes more work to do a VR game versus a traditional. I don't know. I have no idea. What I do know is you get a lot more richness and depth from the experience. Just being in the game, it's a very different thing. And as a, as, as a consumer, I feel like VR games are obviously offering us a lot more. That's why I'm a VR enthusiast. That's why you are. So to me, that's worth something, and I'm willing to pay it. Now, um, with regards to going forward, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful – that people start to adjust their expectations a little bit and get away from this kind of how long is it mindset. It's not about how long it is, Brian. It's about how you use it. And uh, never mind. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it's about how you use it. Um, anyway, um, you know, we need to allow developers some space here to kind of reshape the norm because, you know, if, we're we're probably going to be set for 2023 and 2024. Those games are already in development. What happens after that is largely dependent upon how profitable this, you know, this platform has become. So we, we need developers. We need small developers to be able to make a living. We need large studios to be able to make a profit. And that's only going to happen if we pay a little bit more. Yeah. So uh, I know that sucks for a lot of people. Maybe we won't get to buy every game that comes out anymore like we're used to doing. But uh, I think it's good for the, uh, the the platform in the long run. Yeah, I think so too. Um, this is I'm very very curious about Switchback. Um, obviously, for so many reasons, we talked a little bit about the the history of Supermassive just minutes ago, and uh, and how it all kind of went down on PSVR one. Um, from from what I know, this the, there's this this wasn't Sony reaching out to. Uh, supermassive games and being like can you please make a sequel to russia blood this is supermassive games wanting to make a sequel to russia blood uh now using their own uh ip uh, this this is something that they seem passionate about and so i, I i'm getting the feeling uh, unlike what happened in the psvr one era where, where supermassive they seemed horribly mismanaged and uh and they were just accepting all of these all this contract work and and just doing whatever it took to hit deadlines, whether that mean, uh, whether that meant like sacrificing the quality of the game as we saw in Bravo team or not. Um, but uh, obviously the developers over there were not happy that Bravo team was supposed to be like this amazing first person shooter. And it ended up not being at all what the team envisioned. Uh, but because they were mismanaged, uh, we, we never get to saw the, never get to see the original vision. I think switchback is kind of their chance to say, Hey, we've changed. And, and we're passionate about VR and we're, we can't wait to show you like all of these new gameplay innovations and everything else. And so, uh, I'm, I'm willing to take that risk. I mean, uh, I'm, 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 
regardless of the channel or not, right? If I if I was not running a VR channel, I would absolutely still buy this day one and be like, fingers fucking crossed, man. Let's see what happens. Um, but it does it does feel like more of a passion project than anything we've really seen from them before. So I am very optimistic about this, price included. I, as am I. Um, let's be honest, I would pay $60 for it. I'd probably bitch a lot more, but I'd pay it begrudgingly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I'm going to definitely throw down the couple of twenties to get this. You know, what do we have? Close to 80 games now confirmed coming to the platform at some point. Yeah, uh, I, I've got to say uh, this is on the top five for me. You know, this is on one hand. You know, this. You know, Horizon Village. Uh, you know, Saints and Sinners Chapter Two. Uh, what else, Brian? There's another one, right? There's another one I'm not thinking of. Bloody Hell Hotel. That's not it. It's not it. So we'll just call it. We'll just say top four. This is this is definitely one of my must-haves on day one, and uh, I'll be willing to pay the forty dollars happily. Now, are you going to pre-order that? That's the thing. You know, I, I pre-ordered the Horizon bundle. I know you you held out in the hopes that uh, we might get a uh, a review key. I, I, I think I it's more likely. I bought the Horizon bundle. Oh, did you? Yep. Did you? Okay. Oh, I don't have hope that we're getting anything. <laughs> like I have zero hope, <laughs> right? I thought, I, Okay, I must be confused. Here, here's how little um, hope I have, Wes. Uh, they're saying they're saying on the PlayStation Store that that pre-orders will uh, for the PSVR two anything you buy PSVR two related will arrive anywhere from the twenty second to the twenty eighth. Um, so so it doesn't even seem like uh, you know they're they're basically saying hey like you know you you'll get this launch week and, uh, and and I know full well that there's no way man knowing my luck that I'm going to get this on launch day. So. Uh, yeah, wish me I luck. Faith. I have faith. Well, you know, we we were in early on the first event, event, yeah. if you will. So I I, th- I think we'll have ours fairly early on. I mean, the, the the retailers haven't even said a peep about pre-orders yet. I mean, could it possibly be that CNET.com was right and that this is going to be exclusively Sony all right up into February? Could be right. What did CNET say? CNET said that, that that their expectation was, from what they understand, mm-hmm. that uh, th- these uh, units would be coming to retailers after launch. No pre-orders for anyone else in the listed territories other than through Sony. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, uh, you're talking about some, uh, you know, this is this is obviously a launch title. We're talking about Switchback. Um we're, we're assuming Village will be a launch title. We know that Horizon will be a launch title. It seems like it seems like the launch lineup is interesting. Uh, and if you you know if you've never owned the Quest or PC VR headset, then I think even more interesting. And if you've never owned the PSVR one, then it's extremely interesting, right? Because then you get all these PSVR one remasters and everything. I, I just did a video. I'm trying to to pimp here a little bit, Wes, uh, about the about the launch lineup for PSVR two. And should we be concerned? So make sure you go watch that. Uh, check it out on the channel. Uh, the but I just saw a comment in the chat regarding the launch lineup from Nick the GameCat How, who writes, "The lineup does seem to have a lot of shovelware." I you mean quest ports? <laughs> that's I th- I think we're I think we might be confusing the term shovelware with 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 ports and maybe ports that Nick specifically doesn't care about because um, I can't think of any shovelware that uh, that we're getting um, at all i don't see any that you know jury's still out on that crossfire title or whatever because we don't know much about that or how it's going to turn out or when it's coming you want to see shovelware yeah if you want to see shovelware go to steam vr and just (laughs) click on click click on vr and just scroll down that you'll see 
plenty of shovelware. Uh, Sony's pre- always been pretty good about curating all that crap out, and uh, I expect this to be no different. But I get what you're saying. There's there's a lot of quest ports in there. Uh, I think this is where the the $20 game hunters are going to have a field day, man. This is this is what they're going to get. They're going to get tentacular and cost money is high. And but are they? Shit. Are they? Like how much? Those games aren't even $20, right? Aren't they like $30? I Right. Yeah. Well, thirty is the new twenty, right? I, I think so. I think when six, when seventy became the new sixty, thirty became the new twenty, and I and I don't think that's, I don't think it's fair. I think the new twenty should have been the new twenty, should have been twenty five. Like that's, right. Um, but yeah, probably. So what it, the bat? That's what I have to say to that. What the bat? Game is, dude. Gaming's just expensive, man, and it's 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 getting more and more expensive. Um, so I mean, we 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 can complain all we want. Um, but there's nothing we can do about it, uh, except wait for sales, man. Like if you don't, if, if you think that switchback costs too much, if you think horizon costs too much, uh, which, which really none of us can say right now, right? Even the people who have played these games, uh, have only gotten to play minutes of them. So, uh, so, so no one can say what these games are worth yet. Um, but if you, but if you do think they're all too much money then that's what sales are for that's what waiting is for if you don't mind playing the game a year after launch or you know and just waiting to uh shop sales then then everybody should be accommodated uh in time and so if you don't get Plus, shit at launch we, we understand that here's the beautiful thing about being a console platform you can rent the games if you have the physical edition uh playstation 5 the big ones you can rent Gamefly is cheap, considering what you get with it. And uh, typically, they're pretty good about getting you the games a couple of days after they launch. So, uh, yeah. I mean, there there are ways around it. What I would suggest is kind of get used to the idea of not owning every game right away, like we've kind of gotten used to doing. Mm. Pay for the ones that you want. Pay for them and buy them on launch day. Pay for the ones that you want. Vote with your dollars. And then the other stuff that you're just kind of interested, wait for a sale on that stuff, or like I said, uh, rent it. Yeah. Uh, but none of this makes any difference at all if you can't get your hands on a headset. Isn't that right, Wes? Pre-orders have been kind of crazy, and uh, there's a whole bunch of people in all the territories that uh, that Sony Direct is taking care of that are just absolutely left out in the cold right now, having no idea what's happening. Uh, not everybody who registered for a PSVR 2 pre-order invite got their invite and now uh and 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 so after that day came and went we all expected sony to email everybody who didn't get their invitation and say don't worry shit's fine we got you covered there'll be another event but they didn't do that did they wes no but you know i think it's funny um you know it's just so in indicative of the state of youtube these days how many people use that for clickbait man everywhere i look in my feed sony's confirmed another event and no one says that it's a pre-order event they expect you all to click into it and find out oh, right there's no event at all is there i mean not the kind of event that you and i are looking for uh it does seem promising uh for people who uh for people who haven't gotten to pre-order their psvr2 yet yeah. the event that we're talking about is is not the game the big game event where we're going to reveal half-life alex and gran turismo 7 uh vr and all that other shit that we're looking for instead it's a another pre-order event uh which uh is it is it fluffy controller i'm, I'm so fucking bad with my memory is awful yeah that's correct i think that's right it sounds right thank you our, our friend fluffy controller uh who is also on our discord and uh and, and prominent on twitter uh, posted that there will be another pre-order event. This this is on direct.playstation.com. Uh, 
so and so when you go over there to try to get in on the next pre-order event it just says register right as far as i know no one has told me that they've gotten emails saying here your chance is coming up uh you, you know we we didn't we didn't invite you to the first pre-order event uh, but we are inviting you to this pre-order event uh, the silence from sony right now wes is absolutely deafening and i feel bad for everyone who's just waiting to, to to throw money at sony like what what is that about man like this is a multi-billion dollar corporation who can't even send an email out just to let people know when we can give them money i think it's, i think it's really unfair it's a terrible way to handle this do you think it's calculated do you think they want to keep us on the edge of our seat like they have been doing it's not a pleasant feeling i trust me i was sweating bullets for two weeks waiting on my pre-order invite to show up so i, I really do empathize uh, with those out there. With that said, I'm I'm hopeful uh, th- that this next round is going to, to to really grab the majority of the people who really care. Uh, I think we did see some action globally, right? With certain territories getting uh, you know information from their local retailers about pre-ordering, which which again is just another sign that maybe we'll start to see some movement on this. But as far as like um, like the the, the Sony marketing team if they even have one like we've been giving them a lot of you know benefit of the doubt this year but they didn't even they didn't even have a damn ps5 showcase this year so i don't know what the hell's going on i mean it could be ineptitude i'm i'm hopeful that they're this is just a strategy but man i don't know i really don't know what to think this is kind of mind-blowing as we're moving into december and uh and sending a, a a pretty long stretch of silence from these people. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan Brennan in the chat says it's going to be an email the Wednesday before again. I hate to break it to you, Ryan. This is the Wednesday before. <laughs> like the if this if this event is happening on the sixth, then this is the Wednesday before. Where's the email? Like, has anybody, everybody in the chat, check your email? Like, please, like, for the love of God, if 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 you get the email now during this show, let us know in the chat. If you get it. Um, if you get it later in the week, this weekend, let me know, man. Contact me, like DM me. I don't care. Like I, I, I want to know because we we like to be able to spread the word for people uh, and and help everyone get their PSVR two pre ordered. So you can just stop fucking thinking about it and enjoy your holiday. Um, it's a little bit crazy how this is going email. down. Got an email from PlayStation. Did you know, Brian? Oh no, this is not the Callisto go Protocol. Yeah. The Callisto Protocol launches on December second. Well, the last chance to pre order. I mean, December 2nd, in all fairness, Wes, is before December 6th. So if they're going chronologically, <laughs> then maybe in four days we'll get the PSVR 2 email. But, yeah, it is stressful, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, everyone, that you have to deal with this. It is uh, frustrating and nerve-wracking. Agreed. Agreed, yeah. And, and I agree with you, uh, Wes, to the point where I, we don't know if it's incompetence. We don't know if it's arrogance uh, or if it or if it is some kind of sales tactic. Uh, to keep everybody on their toes and get excited and just think, oh my God, if I got the email, I, I, I better fucking just pre-order. I wasn't sure. I was on the fence, but I'm just going to buy one because I got the email. Um, and I don't know how limited these things are. A- anything is possible. Wonder Rob just checked. He said, nope. <laughs> Hand-trick promotion, Brian. They let it build up. And then when you finally get it, it's just excellent. <laughs> is, it, is, everything, is everything about sex, Wes? Because I think um, it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, mo- a lot, mostly. Yeah. You know. Well, as long as we figure that out. Dead Ringer, the game cat, with the $2 tip says, we need Gamefly Streaming Edition with VR. 
We do, but um, that will never happen. The the platform holders hate rentals. Yeah. They hate it. It robs them of so many sales, and they know it. So they would never agree to something like that. I mean, the the closest thing you're going to get are these uh, PS Plus plans. You know, the premium ones where they let you stream some of the games. But you'll never see that from a third party ever. Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, we could absolutely see it from Sony. I guess technically, right? It'd be like, um, be like, okay, you you can. We're, we're only going to give you access to this digital code for the next twenty four hours, uh, which the way that games are these days, Wes, I don't think that that is beneficial to them in the slightest. Like if you're going to, if if you're a hardcore gamer and you're like, okay, I, once I start this game, I can only play it for the next 24 hours. You're going to fucking beat that game. Like, so it's, it's just, yeah, they're, they're absolutely living uh, money on the table and uh, there's no reason for Sony to do it. There's no reason for Sony to give the rights to anyone else to do it. Um, it's kind of crazy. They've got us by the I balls. Physical media period dude they hate anything that takes money away from them and that the, the only reason they're doing this disk drive is because people would have lost their minds if they didn't you know xbox did something similar with their uh resale rights in the last generation and they got skewered for it so uh yeah the, the, they don't they don't like rentals they, they can't do what they need to to you know kill it once and for all not yet anyway um but keep buying those digital consoles people and you'll start to see this stuff go away yeah well uh, and and just to just to add to it, um, they have to do these physical versions, right? Because they they need to keep these relationships up with uh, with Walmart and Target and everything else to to be like, hey, you're going to sell these things, and then you're going to keep making money off of us because you're going to be able to sell the physical versions of these games. Um, but yeah, like you said, eventually, do they? what's that? Do they? They haven't sold a single console through these retailers, or not many. Well, they are now. Know, I mean, I, you know, I I guess they are online, you know, but I've never seen one on a store shelf. Um, and then the games, I mean, most of the games are digital sales these days. So, and again, the pre-orders exclusively for, through Sony so far, I think they'd very much like to say, fuck you to Walmart and Amazon and anyone who takes a cut of their profit. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, this yeah. is the transition. This is, this is the generation where that transition happens. I could absolutely see PlayStation six and PSVR three being only available through Sony direct. Um, and, and, and hopefully Started they, with E3. Hopefully they figure their shit out between now and then. <laughs> yeah, started with E3, and then uh, you know it's just been a you know gradual slippery slope since then. Yeah. Um, man, I've got so many questions. There's so many questions. The first question comes to us from Gundy Gundy over on Discord. Wes, he says, "What do you think could be announced at the Game Awards, Jeff Healy's event?" In just a few days. Uh, it's still it's still strange that there was no showcase this year. Will they put everything in there, or wait for Gundy Gundy? He says, "For me, the one dream would be Alex because of Keeley's strong ties to Valve." What do you think, man? Game Did you say this last year. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I thought you were done. I'm sorry. Just remember last. Just remember last year at this time, we had no idea when PSVR two was coming out. Right, we, we we thought that we were just months away, and then here we are a year later, but we actually are months away this time. So this the Game Awards makes sense this year. It would, in retrospect, it didn't make sense last year, but we didn't know that. You know, there's a lot of speculation with why we didn't get um, the, the PS5 showcase this year. A lot of people believe that Sony's trying to kind of stay silent because of this whole Activision Xbox thing that's going on, and that's still ongoing. So if that's the case, then I wouldn't expect to see much here. And to be quite honest, I'm I'm, I'm pretty close to done with expecting anything out of these 
mainstream flat gaming showcases because how many times have we said what well, makes perfect sense for them to do it here and then it, they don't do it there. Now, I agree with everything everybody's saying. It makes perfect sense for them to really load up here. We, we know Keeley and, and his crew are, are friendly to VR and, and, and support it behind the scenes. But on these shows, they typically, uh, you know, they typically snub us. So uh, I don't know. I would go into it uh, with guarded optimism. Yeah. Uh, don't expect to see anything so that when we do, it'll be uh, it'll be exciting and special. Right. Yeah, there's, it, it seems like Sony's been very um, complacent this year. Uh, it seems like they've just they've been relying on the PlayStation blog for for all of their reveals, for all of their for all their news, uh, and then saying, well, okay, well, the YouTubers of the world, the IGNs of the world, the the whatever, they're going to cover this anyway. So why should we spend marketing dollars? Uh, and and I'd, I would love to know how effective that's been. I'd love to know like if there's been any decrease in interest in sony products i'd love to know if there's been any uh i i, I don't know like I, I want to see if there's some analytics out there some metrics that would prove whether this is working or not for them um but it does it does seem like in the absence of their own event uh somebody else's event makes perfect sense and i think that i think the game awards is one of the last big things it's this and ces really right before uh before the psvr2 launch are there any other events coming up besides those um before the no not before february you know we've got uh, gdc in march which is right on the heels of the launch and typically they show some stuff off there so you're right it's this and ces which we know that they just announced their press conference at ces uh, we don't know what they're going to be talking about. Typically, they talk about everything, not just PlayStation, but TVs and cameras, you name it. They're, 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 they're pimping all of it. Um, but I don't know. It, it makes sense. You know, the one thing that we haven't got from them yet, you know, people can say what they want about the launch lineup. It's a great launch lineup, right? Like, I, for some reason, people expect more out of the launch lineup for PSVR 2 than typically a console would get like PS five didn't get a launch lineup. Like people want for this. Mm. It's kind of blows my mind. But the one thing we haven't got yet is that sizzle reel. This is what's coming later next year. Yeah. The year after that, this is what's in development. We haven't got that yet. I think game game awards would be a great place for it. I think CES would be a great place for it. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I would love a sizzle reel that says, here's what's coming down the pipeline. I, I, I still need that PlayStation blog post that says these are the launch titles because we haven't even gotten that yet. <laughs> so one step at a time, man, right? We don't know what's coming in, uh, let's see, 12, one, two, like two and a half months from now. Never mind what's coming 12 months from now. So very, very curious to see how uh, Sony handles this. They've, they've even said uh, on direct.playstation.com, they've said we will announce all of the PlayStation VR 2 launch titles. Sure. And then they link to the PlayStation blog and say over here. And I was like, are <laughs> you? kidding me man you can can you just make one little video that just just that i can upload on without parole right without having to do the editing myself can you please just give me one video that says hey these are the launch titles and the answer is very likely no um but who knows man sometimes blog posts go up in conjunction with new you know trailers on the uh, playstation's youtube channel so anything's possible but here's the thing here's the thing with this type of marketing strategy yeah it causes people to speculate 
speculation leads to wild rumors and wild rumors spread like wildfire. So it, it is very effective in that in that sense. Just keep people in the dark. Let them come up with their own things that might be happening. Like imagine they don't have Half Life Alex coming, mm-hmm. right? It's not happening. How 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 much publicity have we given them and their platform talking about Half Life Alex coming to it over the last year? Like we keep talking about it, we don't even know it's a thing, right? Grand Theft Auto Five, we don't know that's happening. Right. So uh, it, it's effective in that sense. Like th- these are things that people talk about that you know otherwise they wouldn't and if they're not really even real it's kind of a smart play it is it is and i again i hope it's intentional uh darth vader the game cat in the chat with the ten dollar tip says every week that goes by i get more and more excited uh, so apparently the silence is working on vader uh he says also blade and sorcery devs have psvr2 on their roadmap as to be defined hmm? uh blade and sorcery it'll sell it'll sell like fucking crazy on psvr2 uh i couldn't care less <laughs> personally the same line. I, i'm like uh, enough enough with the sandbox uh sandbox style games want to want these things want those mechanics in bigger more epic games yeah they they, they have um started to alter the uh the structure of the game it's not all purely sandbox anymore okay. but i still don't really care yeah. yeah, yeah, they 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 have levels now that you can work through. Uh, I don't know if they have a proper campaign, but it's more campaign like than it was initially. Still, don't care. More more excited for Undead Citadel. More excited for even Hellsplit Arena than than uh, Blade and Sorcery. Yeah, oh man, dude, Undead Citadel. Four years of waiting. That first teaser came out, and it was like, oh wow, this game looks like really polished. The environments they showed were like, wow, looks very cool. Four years later, just like, I mean, in, in really talk about no communication, uh, those developers have been really, really quiet, even over on their Discord. It's like the smallest bits of updates every year, maybe. And uh, and that's just, part of me respects it, right? Because I, 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 I think you and I both grew up in a time, Wes, where uh, there was no communication from developers, where it's like, hey, we're going to toil away behind the scenes for years and years and years and years and years, and you'll have no idea what we're working on. And then we're going to release a few screenshots in a short video to Electronic Gaming Monthly or GamePro, and then and then we release the game, and you don't like it, fuck you, it doesn't matter, right? And like, as somebody who's been an artist their entire life, I kind of... I kind of like that mentality where it's like, just make the thing that you want to make. And like, you don't need our feedback. Give it to us exactly the way that you want it to be. And then we play it. And whether we like it or we don't like it, that's the, that's the end of it. Right. And then we'll play your next game or we won't in four to six years. I, I, I like, I like that so much. Game, games are much different now. So many games come out and they evolve over time of DLC and patches and updates and whatever and, 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 and gamer feedback, right? And people love that so much. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right. I'm just old it's school. A negative effect of, it's a negative effect of the internet, man. Back in the day, you know, a game was a physical thing that you bought and what it was when you bought it is what it was forever. <laughs> so they had to have it right before they shipped it. Now, nowadays, you've got, you know, 10 times as many studios making games. Half of them have to publish before the game's done just so that they can keep developing it. And there's this constant cycle of, of you know, your customer base all being beta testers for your game. And uh, it's, it's a negative consequence. Of course, it's positive in the sense that more people get to be game developers now. 
but it's negative in a, the sense of a, the consumer getting a quality product. We used to hang on those monthly gaming magazines like, like they were the Bible, man. I would read that stuff religiously yep. to see what was coming up the next month. And now, I mean, that stuff don't even mean anything anymore. I guess we're kind of replacing that stuff, right? Oof, man. <laughs> like, dude, Electronic yeah. Gaming Monthlies are still my Bible. Like, that is... I have almost every issue ever created and like if the, the my bathroom reading material anyone who's ever been to my apartment uh will sit down on the toilet and look in front of them to a stack of like 10 electronic gaming monthlies on the floor be like this, I still read the same magazines from fucking 20 <laughs> years ago um so there's still my bible because there's always like some retro game that like I didn't know existed and I'm still going through it um so yeah w- along along with you know we we got we got to address a few of the positives, I guess, that came along with this, and I, and I guess that's that, you know, if a game launched on PlayStation One or PlayStation Two and had a game breaking bug, um, you know, there sometimes the developers would let you like send the disc in and they send you a replacement disc or whatever. Like that does does instances of that happen so few and far between. Remember that happened with like um, Killing Time on the 3DO, uh, totally random. But but for the most part, yeah, if there was a bug in the game that was the end of the story. That game had a bug in it until the end of time. Uh, and so I guess we're pretty fortunate that like, that's not the case anymore. So there's good and bad with all this. And and I think most people are not in my corner at all. I think most people are like, no, we'd rather have influence over the game development. We'd rather have, um, yeah, all of this. I'm just like, no, I just want to give me the game. Just want to play the thing that you made for us. End of story. I'm I'm a pretty big fan of DLC, so there there definitely are positives to it. When you get a great game, then you get more of a great game. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, DLC is great. Agreed. Um, real quick here, uh, we get a couple new tips, and then we'll get into our main topic. Wes, uh, first tip comes to us from Agent Orange. 210 with the $25 tip. Thank you so much. Says with Sony releasing the full body motion tracking system, Mokopi, do you think we could see them allowing it to be used on the PlayStation five? Also, Brian, I appreciate the uh, consistent quality news and content. You provide your viewers. He's not talking about my camera, obviously. Um, Thank you very much. Agent orange. Um, I, I, so this was going to be a topic uh, for today's show, the Mokopi um, pull, body motion tracking uh but uh we didn't include it and which means i didn't uh really research it but it has nothing to do with psvr right or, or at least at this point has nothing to do with psvr um so in, in order to answer your question let's just say uh let's let's change it a little bit and say wes how much do you think full body tracking is important when it comes to vr well, that's a very different question. Uh, it depends on uh, who you ask. Um, mm-hmm. my, my friend Brad would tell you that it's crucial to VR because he thinks that the future of VR lies in social experiences, much like Facebook and a lot of you know uh, other uh, uh, people within the space. So I don't know. Um, I think I think it could be huge. You know, with, with regard to a product like this, and, and let me be clear, I don't know how this product works. I know what it does. I don't know how it does it. Right. Uh, I don't think that this specific product will work with PSVR 2, but I very well could see the exact same thing with a PlayStation brand on it coming in the very near future for, um, you know, th- these types of applications like we see on um, 
on PC. I think it could be huge because on PC to do what they're doing here with this, it's a hundred dollars per tracker, or at least it was. I think it's a little bit less now. You can get them for sixty or seventy dollars, but you're talking about multiple hundreds of dollars to track your entire body. If Sony could get that down two hundred dollars, hundred fifty dollars for a whole set, I think that this, it could really be a popular thing, especially in the context of VR, but not exclusively mm-hmm. to VR. Um, yeah, I absolutely think this could be huge. How important is it to the future? That's debatable. Yeah. I think, I think for at least this generation, uh, I don't think it's going to be super important. Uh, I, I think we'll be looking potentially past controllers and, and, and looking at, um, you know, s- streamlined designs for the HMDs. Uh, I think things are going to rapidly evolve over the course of the next six years or so. Uh, and by the time PlayStation VR 3 rolls around, I think we'll be looking at something much different than just your typical headset and, and controllers that you hold. Um, and so I think this is what Sony's really good at. Like the, the R and D team uh, at Sony is constantly looking so far ahead and uh, in, in investigating these things that, you know, they were, they were running Gran Turismo on 8k display, um, 8k VR displays uh, just as, just as a test. And, uh, and so I, I do think that them working in this space will be important in the future, but I just don't see it becoming practical this generation and mostly for, the reason Wes said, because it's just too damn expensive right now. I'd love to see them launch a set of these for PSVR 2, but uh, they have a wire connecting all of them together. Oh. That would be so hilarious. Just to see the way people reacted to it. I would I would love it yeah. so much. Agreed. God given with the $10 tip says, love West days. You too. I'm also a big fan, God given. Uh, we got Man Bear Pig Gamecat with a two dollar tip says Chernobyl Light for PS5 would make a great PSVR2 game. I don't know Chernobyl Light. I've seen like the the thumbnail or whatever or the, the game, uh, but I don't I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I'm familiar with the title. I, I have a few screenshots that flash through my head when people say it, but I don't really know much about it. I w- must not have been terribly impressed with it when I saw it, or else I would know more about it. <laughs> Or it didn't have a PSVR 2 logo, and you're like, well, who cares? Yeah. Uh, and and, and the, the thing is, is, there's so many games that would make great PSVR 2 games, right? It's like, I think everybody here, Wes and I included, could easily list 20 games off the top of our head. Uh, games that we've played in the past, games that are coming out, and, and all just games that we want on PSVR 2. Um I don't want Jeff Minter games, bro. Like, why has it? Why has a Polybius come to Quest yet? I mean, this this is kind of like the biggest no brainer of all time, and it never happened. So, what happened to this dude? Is he just chilling on his farm? Is it, when are we getting our next game? Hanging out with the llamas. I guess, man. Yeah, he feels, seems. I guess COVID. I guess COVID kind of made him go quiet. It was around that time. I feel like I unfollowed him on Twitter at a certain point. Like my whole Twitter feed just became like farm animals and shit after a while. And I was like, what, what, what is going? I was like, Oh, this is the Polybius guy. Um, yeah. Love Jeff Minter. Um, farm animals. Not so much. Uh, snacks. Um, no, please. The smile back game cat with the $2 tip says 83 days or about 120,000 minutes until full release. We need a timer on the channel. Actually, I've got that live stream set for launch day. <laughs> so that's technically a timer. There's always something on the channel counting down to launch day. Don't uh, look at it. Don't look at it. It makes it go slower when you look at it. Just 
Focus on other things. Is that how it'll get here quickly? It, you're using the watch pot never boils uh, theory on uh, on the PSVR two launch. Well, I still I still punch a clock, man. I know I know how this works. If you look at the clock, yep. then your your eight hour shift seems like a twelve hour shift. So just chill out. Focus on other things. Walking Dead Saints and Sinners comes to Quest tomorrow. Uh, Cave Digger just got an update on PSVR. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's stuff to do, stuff to occupy our time. Christmas is around the corner. Mm-hmm. It'll be here quickly. It will be. There's so many distractions. Meanwhile, I put something into the microwave for three minutes, and I'm like, not done yet? <laughs> like, yeah. So February 22nd seems like an eternity uh, compared to my meatloaf. So uh, I just looked at the, the title of this video, Wes, and apparently we're going to be talking about why PlayStation VR 2 should be PC compatible. Um, and I'm so happy that you're here for this conversation. I, I don't think I have a better co-host for a PC conversation uh, than you. And I, and I guess we should kick this off with the, the most obvious question, uh, which is, why would we want this, right? PlayStation VR 2 is obviously designed for PlayStation 5 and there's, and there's exclusive games coming to PSVR 2 on PlayStation 5. Uh, but but yet, in the comment section of Without Parole, anytime I post a PSVR 2 video, which is almost every day, there are people who comment saying, I would buy this day one if it was PC VR compatible. Uh, why, why, Wes? Is it, why, who, who out there is, is playing PC VR games saying, I want to use a PSVR 2 instead of whatever headset they're currently using. What, what would be the benefit? Well, uh, PC VR gamers don't have OLED. For, for I mean, not anymore. I mean, the Gen 1 headsets had OLED, but they've all moved to LCD displays, first of all. Uh, they don't have eye tracking. They don't have uh, advanced haptics and adaptive triggers. And here's the most important thing, Brian. None of them have a price tag under $1,000. So, well, I mean... Not many. One of them does, and I own that one. But uh, to, to get a high-end PC headset, you're spending more than $1,000. And in terms of specs, they don't live up to PSVR 2. So that's why all those guys want this to be PC compatible. It's because they'll be getting a great headset at a great price. Um, and I think it would be a terrible thing if this thing just had general PC support. Now, I do see... Uh, I do foresee a way that this could be PC compatible, but in a much more controlled way uh, from Sony. And, you know, if if they have their own platform, their their own PlayStation games on PC that work with it, then that works. I think that works and doesn't kind of water down and destroy their platform. If they just make this thing available to to use with a PC, then first of all, you're... Your, your player base, your PlayStation player base, they're not going to be able to get the headset because the PC guys are going to buy them all up. Uh, I think it would be a terrible idea. That's a good point. I didn't even consider the, just the sheer availability of the headset at launch. Um, so really, um, so really, it, it seems like if this was going to be something that Sony would want to announce uh, and, and something that they're willing to do, that it should be something they announce post-launch, right? It's like get them out to all your PlayStation 5 owners and then break the news. Well, I think this is kind of the the way that everything's moving, not just VR gaming, but 
you know, gaming in general, and especially with regards to PlayStation, I think that they're they're moving away from the console model because it's a dated model. Let's be honest. The technology continues to change, not only with PC, but like with cloud streaming. We're moving into to a new generation that's going to bring new platforms along. So Sony is now starting to make plans to diversify. And part of that is moving into PC. I think that's a great idea. Um, uh, again, though, I think, I think you know, th- they make most of their money selling software anyway. Right. I think opening up uh, those games to new markets is a great idea. Again, as long as they control it themselves and, uh, you know, and, and basically sell everything within their own platform, even on different devices. Right. And that's what this conversation is about, is Sony doing it officially, not... Um not what's going to happen on day one or day two or day three from people who, you know, just know how to um, kind of like make things work on PC. Right. Cause uh, it would be, I'd be pretty fucking shocked Wes, if somebody was able to, if somebody bought a PSVR two and after a little bit of work, wasn't able to get it running on PC VR, like obviously that's, that's going to happen. But the, the smart business move would be to, I think, Say, well, let's circumvent that altogether and just allow it to work uh, and then also give you games to buy, right? Because I think we're assuming the PSVR 1, uh, I think according to Shuhei Yoshida, was always sold at a profit. It, it, they never took a loss on the hardware. And so we're, I think we're assuming that they're doing the same thing with PSVR 2. And so if they're making money on every single headset sold, then it would be in their best interest to sell as many as they possibly could. Uh, and then if they seem to have like a decent relationship with, uh, with Epic games and steam, uh, and then to be able to put their, their VR games on those platforms and make money off of them. Um, there doesn't seem to be like really a downside here. Does there? Well, right now, if you want to experience super rich, uh, and the deepest, most immersive VR games, Mm -hmm. Uh, available, you, you're going to have to come to the PlayStation platform to do it. If they open this up to to um, the PC crowd, and, and you're right, maybe maybe you know modders are going to be able to do it anyway. But that's not a given. That this this USB technology that they're using this could be um, this could be proprietary, and, and also, I mean, that's not to even consider there is some processing that's taking place here in the headset, even though it's not standalone. Um, so the, there, there could be proprietary things that here that, that's going to make it a little more difficult for people to kind of hack it into PC. But if they just go straight in and make this something that someone can plug into a PC and, and it works, then within a month, you know, somebody in VR chat has, has made a, this amazing experience that is free and uses all the little bells and whistles that PSVR has. Now all of a sudden they're not the only place you can get that from. So, and that's not to mention all the modders and people who can mod steam games into using it. And I mean, modders are amazing that they, you think they can't do it, whatever it is you're thinking about, I assure you they can do it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, it really, you're, you're giving the competition a leg up needlessly. Um, now, if what you're saying is true and it's going to get hacked in anyway, then it makes it does make sense to kind of head them off of the past. But I'm not convinced that that's uh, going to be the case, at least not for a, a while until they crack the code. Yeah, I think Nihilist Ryan brings up a good point in the chat. It says, my guess is that Sony plans on making money via the software, not so much the hardware. If the headset is PC VR 
compatible, Sony loses all that software money. This is this is an interesting take, and it actually makes a lot of sense because it's not just first party first party uh, software that Sony is making money off of. They're obviously taking a thirty percent cut on everything that's sold on the PlayStation Store, and so you know we, we mentioned earlier Wes, that there's. 70, 80 games uh, that we already know are in development for PSVR 2, and a good chunk of those games are also going to be on PC VR. And so Sony risks it, Sony risks people not even buying a PlayStation 5 and just using this thing on PC, and then Steam taking that 30% cut of all of those 30-party ga- party games could lose hundreds of dollars, uh, if not thousands, over the course of um, over the course of the generation on each customer. Uh, if if they if they allow this thing to run on Steam, so so yeah, what initially seems like a fucking great idea, um, and being able to sell Call of the Mountain or, uh, or or whatever other first party stuff they have planned on Steam and, and make and, and make a lot of money on the people that are over there, yeah, this this could very easily bite them in the ass very very quickly. I think that makes a lot of sense, Ryan. Also, also yeah, anything that sorry, Ryan also sent a five dollar tip uh, like twenty minutes ago. It was like full money tracking from chat to the pizza joint. It's <laughs> great money tracking. You know, it, anything that connects to a computer is going to be fully functional on that computer immediately. For example, you can connect your DualSense to your PC and play Steam games on it. And from what I understand, a lot of these third party games like your Call of Duties and what have you. They use the full functionality of the DualSense with the adaptive triggers, all the haptics, all the bells and whistles work through Steam, which is kind of mind-blowing and uh, eye-opening in the context of the conversation that we're having. Yeah. I will say, selfishly, um, you know, because you, you and I get to sit here and just talk about games. We don't have to be so concerned about the business aspect. Um, unfortunately, that is Sony's cross to bear. Um Selfishly, I, I I hope that it, it does become uh, PC compatible because I really do think we need to push the entire industry forward kind of simultaneously uh, and for PC VR gamers to also be working with adaptive triggers and haptics in the headset uh, and, you know, and, and just everything else that's going to uh, come along for the ride. Um, not to, you know, not to mention all, all the the slew of AAA games that we're going to get along with this. Is it, it? It would just be great for VR to kind of be taken seriously for the first time uh, in a long time, because uh, I don't think it has been. I think a lot of people still look at look at Quest games or, or PS VR one games and go, "Oh yeah, this is like these are just gimmicks or experiences or, or whatever else, right?" And they're not looking at like the, the full picture that has a lot more going on. It's it's kind of easy to downplay uh, what's happening in the VR space. And I think if we push the entire industry forward together uh, with PSVR two then I think almost immediately you'd have to take it a little bit more seriously. And I think it would get a little bit more coverage from mainstream gaming press and whatnot. Yeah, there's definitely pros and cons. There's certainly something to be gained from everyone across the industry, industry being on the same page and working together to further the industry and become more mainstream. There's also something to be said for exclusivity and competition. Uh, the, The best games we've ever seen, most of them, are exclusive, right? So, uh, I mean, if we're, we're all just sharing and having one big platform together, are we going to get our Horizon games anymore? I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. It's mm, a good question. I mean, why, 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 why spend a hundred million dollars? Or I mean, you know, not that much, obviously. Why spend ten million dollars or twenty million dollars making a game if it's not to draw people into your ecosystem? 
right? right. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is why everything kind of made sense the way that Sony's done things recently, uh, selling Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn, um, and uh, what else? Like God, the first God of War game, I believe. Right? Those are all available on Steam, but they also came to Steam years later. We 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 got I, they probably got as much as they were going to get um, on on the PlayStation store from those people like you're going to rope as many people in with each of those games as possible get them to buy a playstation 4 get to buy a playstation 5 um if you hold on to that exclusivity for three four five six years i think it was for zero dawn um then yeah then it's okay to kind of release it after that but then psvr2 is brand new right you're not gonna you can't have call of, um call of duty you can't have call of the mountain day and date on steam alongside PlayStation 5 and PSVR 2, uh, which kind of sucks because, like Wild Hour, the game cat, rare with the Australian $5 tip, says PC compatibility would be perfect for the disabled community for more access with modders. Please, Sony. Please. Thank you, Wild Hour. Um, I wonder what the exactly what the extent of the modding for the disabled community entails. I feel like the, the perfect solution for that and maybe you were just about to say this before I kept you from talking less, but just make every game also compatible with the dual sense. That, that's true. I, I think we're, we're starting to see more, um, more consideration to be given to uh, disabled gamers, but a lot of that stuff, most of it honestly comes from the game developers themselves, not through modding. Uh, I think we're starting to see a lot more one handed modes in VR games and things of this nature, you know, um, a correction for color blindness, these sorts of things. Uh, we're starting to see a lot more of it. So I don't know. I guess that there's certainly a little bit more possibility with regards to modding uh, in in that respect. But uh, I think that this is something that's, uh, you know, the, the overall awareness is becoming uh, better with, with time. And I think that this generation will be a lot, kind, lot more kind to uh, disabled gamers than the last one was. I think so too. And I, and I think that's such a, difficult conversation to have when it comes to vr because so much vr involves standing and swinging your arms and reaching up and climbing and then reaching down and picking things up and crouching behind a rock and shooting you know blindly it's, it, by nature vr tends to be a very active thing uh and so asking a developer to say hey what about all the people out there who simply can't play your game uh hopefully they're in touch with the community enough to understand, like there, there needs to be options, and I and I and I really do think that a dual sense option for everything would be great. Um, you know, the, there's, there's people who need the most immersion possible. They want their two hands in the world. They want to crouch physically. They want to, you know, turn physically. They want to do all of that. But there's plenty of people who can't. And uh, you know, and, and dude, even with no disability at all, um, outside of my you know mental problems, um, there's uh, I I. I started the PSVR one generation as the guy who just wanted to sit on a couch with his DualShock four and play Resident Evil seven. I didn't care about hands in the game. I didn't want to stand while I played. I, I kept saying over and over on without parole, I'm still a gamer. You know, I, I, I like sitting on a couch and playing video games and that slowly changed over the course of the whole generation. I wanted that, that immersion, but there's people who didn't change and there's people who simply couldn't do the things that I want to do. And uh, I really, really do hope that uh, VR becomes more accessible to everybody. And, that and that's not just disabled people. That's also motion sick, uh, people who suffer from motion sickness. 
uh, and hopefully, you know, the haptics, the headset haptics will, will help alleviate that a bit. So it's going to be an interesting generation, I think. We're about to crack that code with the, the sickness. There's a lot of different factors that play into it, and we're seeing advancement on every level of that. So hopefully that's going to be a thing of the past very soon. Yeah, I hope so. Although we haven't quite cured car sickness yet, so I don't, I don't know. Do <laughs> um, that. A little bit, I guess, right? There's, there's pills for it. <laughs> and like, right. Yeah. And really, Remember, I think what you my VR pills. VR pills. Yes. Oh, man. Yep. Secondary market's going to have a, a blast with that. Let's make some VR pills. Never met a pill I didn't like, Brian. I, I take that back. There were a couple. Not many, though. Not many. Yeah. Big big fan of downers. The uppers can, can fuck themselves. Um, we, we won't talk about this. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for a litter box. Ooh, dude. That's going to be the longest litter box episode of all time. <laughs> for sure. So Wes, uh, I mean, we, we were kind of all over the place on this conversation. Um, I, I think there's a lot of reasons why PSVR 2 should be PC uh, compatible, but I also think that, you know, from a business standpoint, uh, from all the things that we discussed, the thing that Ryan brought up, the things that you brought up, it, it seems unlikely that Sony would allow this uh, at least right now. Uh, maybe if they take the PC route that they've been taking, you know, a few years down the line and they start releasing like what? eventually they've got to have a PlayStation store, right? Eventually they've got to have a PC PlayStation store and that would alleviate a lot of these problems, right? Because then they could sell red matter and fucking rush of blood. They could sell all of these, you know, all these games on the PC store uh, and not run the risk of, uh, of losing all this income to, to the PC crowd. Um, but maybe, maybe that'll or, be I mean, a few the, years down the line. I don't know. Well, first of all, I like I like that model i like the you know get your two years three years of exclusivity and then when the game's done selling then move it on to other uh, other platforms and it wouldn't i mean it wouldn't necessarily need to be on a playstation store obviously there would be a playstation store but they could do stuff like like ea does or like uh, ubisoft with Uplay, where you sell your games through epic you sell your games through steam but you have to sign in on the back end and validate grand theft auto is the same way you have to sign into the rockstar launcher even though you bought the game on steam so that they can validate your copy uh, i could see them doing something like that where they kind of have a back-end client they also have their own store you can get it from the directly if you want to but also you know they have partnerships with steam they have partnerships with uh, epic games replacing their destroyed relationships with uh, amazon and walmart from last generation yeah certainly not Certainly not an easy answer uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, and, and I think a lot of people out there think that it is an easy answer. And so hopefully this discussion, discussion brought to light a few uh, other aspects today that, um, that people, when it, you know, when it gets released and it's not PC, PC VR compatible, um, people will understand a little bit better why. Um, but, I mean, anything's possible. Sony seems to be evolving. Paradise K is an interesting thought. He says you have the potential... For Steam users trying the, the headset on PC, and then you know Sony holds back console exclusive, so that they 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 give you a taste on PC, but if you want the full experience, you got to get a PlayStation. You got to come over to our ecosystem. Yeah, that's another approach, and it's interesting for sure. That's the Trojan horse approach, Wes. The more the more PlayStation branded stuff you have in your house, uh, the the closer you are to buying the console. Um, so 
through. I don't know. It's also, it's also, sorry, more sirens on my end. I, I, I think what, uh, the thing that Miles and I keep going on and on and on about every single week is that we need a plus collection uh, for PSVR 2. Uh, we need all these classic PSVR 1 games remastered and just be like, if you have plus, then pff, here you go. Here's 15 PSVR 1 games remastered for PSVR 2, and they're just now, you just own those now. And so for people who weren't even considering getting a PSVR 2, now have 15 PSVR 2 games in their library. Like, that's the Trojan horse effect. That is, that is, hey, we gave you a bunch of shit for free that you really can't use unless you buy our headset. Uh, but, right. but if I had 15 games ready to go, I, I think I'd be considering a PSVR 2 much more than, uh, than if I didn't. So. Yeah, that's for sure. <sighs> zombie. I knew somebody was going to say it. Zombie said it. He said, I prefer the Trojan condoms approach. Speak for yourself, my friend. I don't. Yep. Uh, no, at all. Uh, and on topic, Jay in the chat says, my girlfriend and I just broke up. It sucks, but I can't stop from thinking about all the extra PSVR 2 games I'll be able to afford. <laughs> Is that wrong? No, Jay, that's not wrong. That's called looking at the bright side of life. Sorry Never about your option, breakup. Man. Sorry, and I'm sorry, and congratulations. <laughs> congratulations on your PSVR 2 library. Uh, Snacks, mm, please, the Smiles Back Game Cat uh, asks, was Superkit actually canceled, or was that Polish Paul fake news? Uh, I don't know if we covered this on the channel or not. Um, Superkit is the follow-up to To the Top. Um, I, I don't know if you guys know, uh, but, but, but Dan, who was running Electric Hat Games, uh, he, was, he was building Superkit to the top all by himself and then uh and then get hired at skydance so he, he's working on the next skydance wow. game uh so you're not when, when you <laughs> usually when you get hired by a, a, a big studio there's some clause in your contract that says there's no, there's a no compete agreement right uh where you promise not to make your own game while working on their game um so i don't know if it's been officially canceled but uh, but Superkit is definitely on the back burner uh, for now, so we'll keep you updated as that as that goes on. That is uh, that is behemoth news, Brian, and it's uh, it's awesome and sucks all at the same time. I don't know how I feel about that. Behemoth. I love Skydance. Yeah, it is behemoth news. Yeah, here we can at least play the trailer while this is going on. So, um, all right, man. Well, you know what that that brings us to everybody's favorite part of the hour or the ninety minutes, which is which is PSVR twenty questions, and I am the host this time around, uh, which means I've got a PlayStation VR game in my head, and you guys out there and Wes only have twenty yes or no questions in only six minutes to figure out what game it is. Uh, please help them out. This is never easy. It's actually way harder than it looks. Um, Brian was talking shit before the show, too, so you guys, I'm really counting on you to come through for it. Oh, me. I was talking shit. That's right. I was like, you're never going to get this. And that's just yep. just psyching him out is all I'm doing. Uh, here, let me make sure I have the game up and ready so that I can answer all of your questions. And it is. Let's put that clock up on the counter the way that Jeremy likes it. Are you, <laughs> are you ready, Wes? I am ready, Brian. Let's do it. On your mark, get Dez. Go. Uh, does this game use thumbsticks, Brian? Uh, no, it does not. No, it does not. Okay, excellent. Does this game have full locomotion? Uh, I, I wouldn't call it that. Um, no. 
I see. What's your is definition of full locomotion? Rails? Yes, it is. That's, is this game on rails? Yes. Yep. Yeah, okay. So we're on rails. Good call. <laughs> um, big fat frog. Damn it. Frog. Blowing up my spot over here. What's going on? Do you already know the game? So, uh, well, I mean, the last time we were in this situation, I could have had it in three, remember? It's true. And I, I second guessed myself and added two more questions on. Is this game. Um, I'm going to do the same thing today. Yeah. Uh, is this game uh, developed by Supermassive Games? It's not based, not oh, developed by okay. Supermassive Games. Oh, so there we go. All right, so let's get back into uh, the right frame of mind here and get away from that. Um, is this, does this game have a physical edition that was not put out by uh, Limited Run Games? This game does not have a physical edition, Limited so Run or uh, otherwise. That's five. Is it uh is it a, is it a PlayStation VR exclusive? Uh it is not. It is is a PlayStation VR exclusive. I changed my mind. It is a PlayStation VR exclusive. It is an exclusive. Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it a shooter? Uh yeah. Yeah, it's a shooter. Yeah, so we got a exclusive rail shooter to PlayStation VR. Is it good? <sighs> Below average? Below average. Um, who, who said that? Looper, Blood and Truth is uh, is node-based teleport. It's not on rail. Um, so let's think. What is on a rail? That is a shooter. So uh, I know what this is. Look, I got Brian with Roller Coaster Legends the other day, so he's turning the tables on me with another obscure rail game. Um, Try to read my face. Go ahead. Try. Do I have any tells? <laughs> you can't tell, can you? Okay. I cannot. <laughs> Um, so let's see what, what the hell's on rails people hook me up. Riz. I mean, Riz kind of is, um, well, he said it was exclusive to PlayStation VR though. So can't be Riz. Can't be pistol whip. Drone striker. Hmm. Look at AJ just fucking Googling shit for you. Thank you. AJ's not even here and he's AJing the fuck out of this game. God damn it. Well, here's the thing. Three out of those four games aren't even PSVR exclusive. So uh, does the game have drones in it, Brian? Yes. Yeah. Does it have drone in the title? No, that's 10. No. Yeah. Okay. So there's drones, but, oh, I know what this is. Uh, did this game come out in the last year? Sure did, Wes. Sure did. Is this game Transformers, whatever the rest of it's called? Transformers, <laughs> blah, 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 Transformers blah, blah. Beyond Reality by Metaphor Interactive. It go. absolutely is. Congratulations. Did anybody in the chat guess it? I didn't see it. No. Uh, maybe they did, but I didn't see it. I, I wasn't keeping a close eye on the chat, but um, but I did not see it. So congratulations, I don't man. see it either. Thank you. Thank you. We did it. It is. <laughs> All right, man. All right, I got I got a bunch of stuff to do tonight. I don't know if you're aware because I don't know why you'd care, but uh, but there's only three days left in the Fortnite season, and so uh, so if I want if I want the I skins, I... also oh, God. Dude, apologies to you everyone. Sound like, yeah, you you sound like an after the fall gamer. Well, I want to get those skins. Yeah, okay, have fun with that. Yeah, but this is fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
for anyone who for anyone who sent me a uh, an epic friend request uh, through Fortnite, I apologize. I didn't realize where they were until today, uh, and there was like a hundred of you. <laughs> so I'm like, I just accepted everyone's friend requests on on uh, Fortnite, which was in retrospect probably a really bad idea um <laughs> because I, I play enough fortnite i don't need to play more fortnite uh but i'm definitely looking forward to playing uh fortnite with some of you cats out there so <sighs> wes um what's uh what's what's your stream tonight remind me we're doing uh the walking dead saints and sinners chapter two retribution first impressions on oculus quest uh we are doing half-life alex levitation uh, we've also got stuff coming up in the interim for Forever Pool, Lo-Fi, uh, and next week we're doing Hubris. Dude, it's action-packed week you got over there. Uh, lots of exciting stuff. I can't wait to play all this stuff on PSVR 2. Um, sorry about having to play Chapter 2 on Quest. I said it quietly so no one would hear me. Looper the Underground Game Cat with the five euro says, uh, the winning streak continues 12 so far, the record being 16. Ooh, see, this is this is cool. If you guys don't know, Looper's been keeping track of every game of 20 questions. I didn't realize, dude, 12, the winning streak, 12. We can't break this, man. We can't break this. It's good. Keep it up. 12. I don't know. Like, is that is that me or is that all of us? Because I, I seem to remember getting you recently. Pretty sure I did. I don't know. No, I don't know. Have, what, I, have I really gotten twelve? That don't seem right either. Like, have I have I done twelve in a row? Wes, I, right. I've learned over the years to not ask questions. Just smile and go. That's awesome! I'm so excited that we have twelve winning twelve. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Rob in the chat says, uh, "Brian Fortnite, what are you twelve? Yeah, pretty much. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out today. Make sure you subscribe to Wes Dylan and his friends over at Virtual Strangers by clicking that link in the description below. Uh, if you, there's never enough VR content, man, and especially never enough non-PSVR content. So uh, so go check it out over on Virtual Strangers. Uh, thank you, everybody, who hung out today. Thank you, everybody, who uh, supports us on Patreon.com slash Without Parole Games. Uh, thank you to everybody uh, who donated during today's show. You guys are keeping the lights on and extra bright today. That, that's I tried to reward you guys with extra bright lights for supporting the channel. Uh, and, uh, and thank you to everybody who helped Wes on 20 Questions, along with all of you. Maybe I could start wearing sunglasses, Brian. I've got my lights all the way up now. Like we could wear sunglasses indoors, like we're cool guys. That those aren't. That's that. I hate to break this to you. Those aren't cool guys. Those generally douchebags. And thank you to everybody who sat back and watched the show. Didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. Let's get out of here, Wes. Let's do it. Oh, snacks and please. The smile back game cat says, uh, says that he's five minutes behind. So listen, nobody tell him, nobody tell him what the, what the 20 questions game was. Is <laughs> that how that works? Yeah. Or would we spoil it for him? If we typed in the chat, don't type in the chat. We don't want to spoil it. We should have like a court stenographer spoiling everything in the chat constantly for the people who show up late. <laughs> Just, um, uh, just like a professional spoiler, always on duty. That's what we need. We, we need more people doing stuff on these shows. 
Yeah, we don't have enough already. Fucking craziness. <sighs> All right, it's Fortnite time. Good night, everybody. Good night.